from WNIJ Studios on the campus of Northern Illinois University. This is Sessions from Studio A. I'm your host, Spencer Tritt, and this week we welcome Evil Zenith. Veterans of the Rockford music scene Mickey Torpedo, Skitch Patterson, and Spencer Scott formed the band at the start of 2020. And they'll bring some big, heavy garage rock tones this week with songs from their debut self-titled album that is out now everywhere. We'll also talk with Evil Zenith about the making of that album at Mickey's Underground Squirrel Studios in Rockford. Don't go anywhere. It's music from Evil Zenith. This hour on Sessions from Studio A. Welcome to Sessions from Studio A. I'm Spencer Tritt, and we have a great show for you this week with music from Evil Zenith. We've also got some reoccurring folks on the show this week. Mickey Torpedo is singing and playing bass six guitar. We'll talk more about that later. Spencer Scott playing bass synthesizer and singing backup. And Skitch Patterson on the drums. As always, let's get right into the music. This is Evil Zenith performing Godzilla We Fight, live on Sessions from Studio A.
some familiar faces in the studio today so you guys have all three been on episodes of sessions in the past but for people who haven't heard those let's go down the line and everyone introduce yourself and tell us what you're playing here in the band today uh my name is mickey torpedo and i play uh bass guitar and uh vocals skitch patterson drums i'm spencer scott and i play bass synthesizer so how did how did the three of you all meet and come together? I know Spencer and Mickey, you two were playing together in Go Go Torpedo and, and Purple Hell, and some other past projects. So, how, but how did this trio come together, and what what started off Evil Zenith? Well, the uh, this started with uh, before pandemic. Uh, ran into Skitch, and and he played drums for a couple of Go Go Torpedo shows. Um, and that was uh, that was that's a band that I sing and play guitar and play drums with my feet, which is a little bit of a circus act, and it gets kind of old having to do all that. So um, we hung out a little bit, and I was like, play some, you know, play a couple shows with us, which he did, which was fun. But I was like, uh, I was like, it'd be fun to do some different songs, you know, with him specifically, like write some different mm-hmm. stuff. And and uh, I've always admired his style and appreciated him as a drummer, as a person. Just thought it'd be fun to try this little duo project, and then. Uh, more recently, uh, we were we dragged Spencer in to play the synths with the with the slide. So I like rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, Skitch. So you got a very very heavy style. Um, really perfect for a band like this. I feel like. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What are some of your kind of drum influences? Your drummer background. How did you get started? <clears throat> well, uh, early on, you know, was you know all the. Uh, the classic rock that and you know old 50s and 60s rock and roll that I had access to as a kid uh, so you know uh, very young was Beach Boys and Buddy Holly uh, that sort of stuff and then you know led into the uh, the devil's rock and roll discovered <laughs> the who and Led Zeppelin <coughs> um, you know obviously fell in love with those drummers and their uh, amazing ability of bashing and uh, all that sort of thing. Uh, and then, yeah, you know, I also was very much always a big fan of, uh, 
the big band music, so I love Gene Krupa. Oh, nice. Buddy Rich, and um, and then early days was punk and ska and the high school days and stuff like that. I just always loved horns, always loved big bombastic sounds and movements of, you know, all the genres. Cool, cool. And, yeah, and speaking of heavy, so, Mickey, I want to talk a little bit about your setup here today, too. You're playing guitar, but going through a bass amp is that right and it it sounded really deep like a like a bass almost but oh it is a bass it's, okay so it's a it's called a bass six which is a little okay. strange but Tell it's like a, it's tuned like a guitar except it's a lower register as in like a bass guitar so it's like an octave lower but it's tuned like guitars so you can play guitar chords on it like play open d chords open c and different things like that and um so in purple hell that was a uh, a project that was, I started with um, Jesus Korea and uh, Jeremy Klonicky in Rockford um, quite a few years back, and, and my idea for that was like gnarly bass, kind of almost 60s sort of sound, gnarly's bass and like fuzzy organ and just rowdy bar band a little bit, like almost like preacher sermon type of thing, which Jesus is great for. Yeah. Um, and so like I kind of honed that tone in that band, and then um, I got a uh i picked up a bass six and started writing some ideas initially kind of thinking for purple hell but as that dissolved um that was right around the time that started hanging out with sketch a little bit again and then i was like okay i'm gonna put these ideas in this direction and and that's what happened so so all the songs are written on that instrument yeah specifically for this project which i think is fun because it kind of gives the whole thing a cohesive sort of sound you know yeah, absolutely. That's that's really cool. It's, so it's different than a baritone guitar. It's, it's, not, it's, yeah, it's, it's own thing. Okay. No. And then so Spencer, you kind of round off the sound playing some some bass bass synth. Yeah. So you played keys and and some of the other projects too, right? Yeah, in Purple Hell, I yeah. played cool. keys. Is that your main instrument, or how how did you get started playing playing keys? That is, I mean, it's just kind of I played bass mostly, but I kind of got into playing keys and other instruments and. Basically, for a while, I just if a band needed someone to play something, I would lie and say that I knew how to play it <laughs> and sneak in and learn how to play it. Nice. And that's how I ended up playing pedal steel and Midwestern Death. And I did keys, too, and yeah, got roped in with these guys to fill out that bottom end.
Evil Zenith on Sessions from Studio A. It's time for a short break, but we will be right back with more music from Evil Zenith. You can find their debut album out now, streaming everywhere and available for purchase on Bandcamp. Stick around. This is Sessions from Studio A. Welcome back to Sessions from Studio A. We've got a live performance with Evil Zenith this hour with music from their debut self-titled album. In just a little bit, we'll hear more from the band about the making of that album. But first, this is Evil Zenith performing American Beauty live on Sessions from Studio A. Stares at the mirror without ever looking back. Her body is captive, like a flower on a wreath. Her mind is her captor, always clawing beneath. Water, while wearing that mask, 
into this songs from that basics like pretty early on I had a pretty clear vision for for this project and and uh, I kind of that's the way I kind of work like I when I have song ideas like I don't really just write songs it's like I they all need to be in a category so I go with torpedo I got a set of songs that will start a new album pretty soon mm-hmm. but it's like those are in that file cabinet these are you know so so I kind of go in went into this one knowing it's like the framework I have my outline of what to do I had some, um, you know, I knew I wanted to have the basics, obviously, as I wrote the songs on that, but then <clears throat> I wanted to pad a couple, like some of the chorus parts where I play the power chords, like on the on the basics, I play chords, but the, the basics is great because it's pretty verse, versatile, but it's also, you know, for recording, it's playing the chords in the higher uh, register on the bass. It's still missing, missing a little bit of that pointed mid-range that you might get from a guitar, and then at the same time, it's missing a little bit of that low end and the bottom to, that would really round it out. And mm-hmm. so um, so as I st- started getting into the songs, uh, I realized that and, and stuck a little bit of guitar in there on some of the chord sections Then and then put bass synth throughout and then also uh, put a couple little um, unique synth parts in there that just had their, brought their own character. But I mostly wanted it to be focused on the riffs and the drum parts. Um, and it's just riff centric drum centric and that's it and uh let everything else kind of just fall into place and uh, i mean partially that's due because uh you know go go torpedo i have a bass drum and a snare so i was yeah. like i want some damn fills all over this <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so burnt out on fills. the minimal bass drum thing <laughs> right but, um but uh on the album also we've got um phil torpedo guitar player and go go torpedo had him come in and, and do some uh he's great noise maker and I think the most of what he plays, I don't know if he actually plays like any chord parts, and it's mostly just noise. And he's got the big suitcase of pedals and stuff, and just go, <laughs> you know. And so it's just like tracking that on a handful of tunes, and then just like editing the parts so they fit in the right spot, and yeah. and help tell the story a little bit. And then uh, um, a sax part from Amani Avery, which I think you had in recently, right? Yes, yeah, she's, yeah, she's uh, I met her through um, a recording session about four or five years ago, and. Um, and she's great. I work well with her, and and uh, I've had her in. She she played horn on, uh, she played sax on the Purple Hell stuff. Those mm-hmm. two albums, and and um, and there was a song that I really had. I wanted to kind of go in an unexpected direction, and and I and I had uh, I didn't even bring her in for this one. That it was kind of based off a riff that I had a while ago. And I usually when I have her in, I just say okay, key of F, let's just noodle at this tempo. And then I'll and then I'll say or F major, and then I'll be like, okay, F minor, let's noodle in this, you know. And That's then cool. and then I'll kind of just piece together some parts that work. And so it just so happened that I had kind of this rough idea that's similar to this song, and and I was able to take her solo that we had recorded and never used and, and put it into this because I would have felt bad trying to get her to come in during you know the panda was like right yeah. early on, so. But uh, but in general, I don't know these all these songs. Uh, it's hard to do something that's a little unique, you know. And anymore, everything's been done. And uh, even though on the outsider, the listener, it doesn't sound probably that unique. But in my own mind, while I'm creating it, it's like this is a, it was a fun challenge to put this together.
you're hearing Evil Zenith on sessions from Studio A. Those last two tracks were off their debut album. That was Shed My Skin, and before that we heard The Gardener. You can find that new album out now, streaming everywhere, and you can pick up a physical copy online at Bandcamp. When we return from the break, we'll hear more from that album and a surprise cover track from their live set in Studio A. Stay tuned. There is more music to come this hour from Evil Zenith on sessions from Studio A. You're listening to sessions from Studio A with Evil Zenith. We've been hearing some deep, heavy riffs this hour with music from their debut record. We'll hear a few more tracks from that album now. This next one is the opening self-titled track of the self-titled album. It's Evil Zenith by Evil Zenith.
I'm healed. Yes. And I consider not my own body. Yes. Consider yes. not my own body. I consider not symptoms in my body. I consider not symptoms in my body. But only that which God has promised. Only that only which that God, which God, God has promised. Only that what the Word has said. And by His stripes I was healed. And by His stripes I am healed. Now, I'm not the sick trying to get healed. I'm the healed and the devil's trying to give me the flu. That was The Sixth Trumpet by Evil Zenith. And speaking of COVID-19, I asked the band to tell us more about what it was like being in the unique position of forming a band right at the start of this pandemic. Let's hear more from my talk with Evil Zenith. I mean, I guess just thankfully, it was nice that we, you know, we did start this not too long before, you know, the thing. And we got the arrangements you know, weeded out, I think, one or two that we start, did that we ended up not doing, and then we actually played a handful of shows around the town, and then... Cool. So yeah. we did get a base of some sort. Yeah, as get, far as, get the know, energy rolling, get the ball rolling yeah, early so on. That's good. That was that was key. If we, you know, yeah. if, like, if things had fallen apart any sooner or whatever, it's like we'd probably just be starting things like yeah. from scratch. No. We definitely flew it under the radar on some of these tunes. Like, they kind of came... We had a show that was the weekend... That Pritzker was like, everything's done here. So um, we had a show that fr- I think it was that Friday, and then it was that order was going to start the next Monday or something. But um, that w- it was all like, okay, well, we'll see you all sometime. You know, I knew it was going to be longer than a week or two weeks or whatever. But um, luckily, we had kind of already honed things at that point. Yeah. Um, and so Underground Squirrel Studios is 
the name of your recording studios. Yes. Cool. Is that a um, completely private project, private studio, or do you kind of open up to other musicians, record other bands? Can people, you know, schedule recording sessions? Tell tell us a little more about Underground Squirrel. Yes and no, and everywhere yeah. in between. <laughs> kind of <laughs> depends. Okay. Uh, I mean, I've been, yeah, I, I, uh, I teach through there. I teach, um, you know, private music lessons, but and then record and produce bands. But a lot, honestly, I have so many projects that a lot of it is doing my own projects, yeah. which doesn't make money, but, you know, that's music. So, uh so like Monday through Thursdays I'm teaching and then and then the rest of the week's filled in with whatever I'm working on or, or random things. Like I've been producing this guy, um Mike Chacho is kind of a legend in Rockford and Milwaukee area and, and uh and he's uh we we're working on some songs together and working on a full album and I'm helping him kind of uh he's not a singer, he's a guitarist and songwriter guy and uh, he's always written for the bands he's been in for most of his life, but um he's uh never really sang any of them so mm-hmm trying to kind of help build his confidence and help him, you know, just be able to put this together and, and help him uh, kind of put together a uh, a sound, which that is my favorite part about recording music and making music. It's like the uh, the live stuff is fun. I love live, but live there's just so much missing that I want to hear, and it's mm-hmm. it's really fun to get in there and, like, help piece together the puzzle and make it something interesting. And so I've got his project. I got a handful of other projects. Actually, Imani Avery, I helped her with her EPU just came out. I didn't do all the songs on him. I worked with her on, I don't know, maybe three or four of the songs, but um, I don't know. There's a handful of, um, uh, of, you know, artists and stuff that I've worked with over the years. Quite a few of them have been on the show. And one more thing I wanted to ask about the production of the album is the album artwork. I really, really liked. Who who did the album artwork? So it's Laura Gomel. Um, <laughs> sorry, Laura, if I pronounced it incorrectly. But she's um, a great artist. And she's actually kind of does a thing like me. She's got a 317 Art Collective. It's a group of artists that are there. And I think she kind of helps manage and run the place. And and there's some really cool, you know, they do a really great job. And she does a great job. And it's a pretty popular um pretty popular space and there's uh, there was just for our show our release show we had last week and we played in the alley right next to it downtown rockford and um it was part of the art scene which is like a a bi-yearly thing and so it was the place was jumping and i'm i hope they sold a decent amount of stuff but but she's great she's awesome she's in the community she's doing things and and i admire that about her and uh i bought a handful of her stuff in the past and this was one of the things was the flaming the flaming head ladies that I, mm-hmm. I bought a coffee mug with that on there, like, and I've been drinking out of it for two years. And then when this project came around, I was like, "This is this is <laughs> this is it." I'm feeling this for the cover, and I asked her, and she's like, "Oh yeah, of course." And she was nice enough to let me manipulate the image a little bit and do some things with it. But in my mind, it's like music should be a whole sensory situation. It should be like there needs to be a visual package that goes with the audio. It's, it should be a, a a big exciting thing that's you know that you can participate in that 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 all just makes sense together and not of course that's not that's a luxury that not all bands have or that, that not everything I do does but uh, in ideal world that's what I like and I feel like this the artwork of that album is is uh, kind of a big part of the sound and, and where we're going Now he's dropped into the floor. He 
Zenith with that live cover of Boris the Spider to close out our show for this week. A big thanks to Mickey Torpedo, Spencer Scott, and Skitch Patterson for being on the show, and as always to you for joining us this hour. Find the debut album from Evil Zenith on all major streaming platforms, plus pick up a physical copy on their Bandcamp page at evilzenith.bandcamp.com. If you're a local artist and interested in being featured on our show, just send us in a submission by emailing sessions at niu.edu. Sessions from Studio A is produced on the campus of Northern Illinois University by Jared Ortega and myself. I'm Spencer Tritt. Thanks for joining me this hour, and I will see you next time on Sessions from Studio A. Ooh.